Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Renee Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the 2022 U.S. Open, provide some live tour updates, and some game talk. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 68. We're your hosts, Renny Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. How's it going, my friend? We are back. Um, Dude, very well. Fresh off a nice little midday midday round with some friends and fam, so or midweek round. Um, so very well. And you're back to playing back to playing golf. I see <laughs> getting some rounds in. Three rounds in the last two weeks for your boy. That's getting back good. getting back in the. Uh, some would say I'm getting back in the <laughs> swing of things. <laughs> uh, definitely, we had a we had a really good week in golf. Uh, aside from getting to play, which was really great. Uh, we had the obviously the 2022 U.S. Open. Um, we had uh, some updates in the Live Tour, and we have uh, a major coming up here for for the LPGA. And then we'll sprinkle in some game talk at the end. So let's get into it. We got a semi exciting Sunday out there at the Country Club. Um, it, it was. It, I felt like it was like one one major turn for making it just like you know epic in terms of if, if somebody would have uh, birdied or somebody would have bogeyed there down the stretch, we would have had a, another playoff. Um, but it was still a really, really good open. I felt. I, um, I didn't get to watch Sunday live, but I was following it on my phone, which made it probably seem a little more exciting. Um, but I, I did watch the the replay on, on Monday um, and I caught a little bit Sunday night. And yeah, dude, that's pretty exciting, right? Basically a three horse race down the stretch, right. um, but kind of all a lot of youngsters or, you know, the next gen of PGA tour players uh, going at it. And um, we saw someone win the tournament instead of someone kind of uh, biff it and fall on their face and, right. and give the tournament away. Um, yes, like the last major. Exactly. And uh, dude, I, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was um, very entertaining to watch Matty Fitz and, and Zalatoris kind of go back and forth because they were playing with each other. Um, right. And kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's always good when you got the last group that's like, you know, staying competitive in, in the hunt on, on a Sunday in a major. Definitely. And, and then um, obviously Mr. Scheffler was tearing it up and kind of making his presence felt as well. So um yeah, I, overall, I thought it was I thought it was pretty exciting stuff Sunday, and I th- I thought the course was great the entire time. I thought it was a tremendous venue. I didn't really know much about it. Um, obviously, the last time a U.S. Open was there or a major was there was in '88, but it really was a, a again tremendous venue. Really fun to to see the whole layout, just how everything played. You know, the the birdieable holes, the the tougher holes. Uh, the crowd there was amazing. Um, I just, it, it was really cool to see, you know, Fitzgerald has been your, uh, sorry, Fitzpatrick's been your guy for a really long time. You've been on, on, on the Fitzy train this whole season. You bet him, you've been, you know, saying that he's, you know, one of your guys, but he's got a bunch of quirks with him. And I really thought it was, it was interesting. You know, he's got the, the backwards, you know, grip, with the grip chip, yeah. chip he made, but if you look back at the tournament, he made the biggest shots throughout you know throughout the week i felt he had Absolutely. some chip-ins he had some great putts you know he really was the one who kind of went out there and won it like you said 
I thought the shot on 18 out of the bunker was amazing. I mean, when he hits, when he hits in that bunker from the, the camera angle, they originally showed, it looked like he did like he, the lip was in his way and he wasn't gonna be able to have a shot at the green. And that was just a, a an easy, an easy, uh, what pitching wedge into the green yeah. there. It was incredible. No, that was a hell of a shot. Shout out to, uh, him and Willie Z, they they finished that final round on Sunday in uh, I think like three and a half hours. So the boys were playing quick. Yeah. Um. And Matt, I love how fast Matt's Matt Fitzpatrick plays. Uh, yeah. He doesn't dick around. He 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 has an idea what he wants to do. He has his game plan. Um. And he gets up there and smacks the ball real quick. So uh, I think I think as a whole we need a little more of that in in golf. Um. I, I mean I'm all for taking your time and you practice swings, but there comes a point like, dude, just step up and get, get your shot out of the way here. We don't need to yeah. draw this thing out crazy. So <laughs> it was refreshing to see both him and Zalatoris um, striping shots all day long and playing quick. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick, how about being the, uh, the first Brits or first non uh, American to win the USAM and the U S open. And he did on the same course, which is incredible. Yeah, and so it, Jack's the only person who have done it same course. Uh, Is that true? I believe. Yeah. I think he he won the amateur and won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. There's plenty of dudes that have done amateur and U.S. Open, but yes. at the same track is a little Tiger, more rare. He's in rarefied air. I mean, he's got Tiger, he's got Jack, and and then Bryson DeChambeau. But um, I mean, if you listen to him talk post round um, or post tournament, he, he definitely, that was a huge advantage for him uh, this week. He's comfortable in that place. He uh, said there was certain shots that he knew that he played basically when he, when he was an amateur, when at the U S amateur um, and certain like putts portions on the green. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, that can't not be a distinct advantage, um, especially having one there and, you know, there's, there's all, there's always, you know, holes and courses that just suit your eye as a golfer. And, yeah. um, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, so definitely. He, he's kind of in his comfort zone and you, you automatically just have confidence right there. And so, uh, playing in incredibly tough conditions like this course was for, especially Saturday. Uh, I think that's again, a huge benefit to him. Huge yeah, advantage it- rather. Yeah, and they they said they got some rain early morning on Sunday, made it a little bit, uh, I guess, easier on the players. That that Saturday was brutal, dude. A lot of a lot of big scores uh, that day, but not for for Maddie. No, yeah, he, he toughed he shot, it out on Saturday. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude, that was that was seventeen greens in regulation. So it hit seventeen greens on Sunday. What is that'll that, do it. Stat for him. That'll that'll That's, win you a tournament impressive stuff very yeah, impressive stuff willie z i think uh he's still the president of the matter time club he's uh shown up for these majors and played absolutely incredible it kind of sucked to see him get that close again he had a couple opportunities down the stretch there some putts i think on 17 and 18 you know they're within 15 feet and yeah, you gotta absolutely. think he'll, he'll make one of the two and he just that on, on 18 i thought that one was in and he just close. missed it. Just missed it. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel for him, but uh, he's won a shitload of money finishing second in some majors here in the last two years. And uh, again, he's it's only a matter of time before this dude wins a major. I think he'll win a major before he wins a regular tournament too, um, because his you know his his game 
his ball striking's pristine and that's going to keep him in every tournament that he enters. But when the conditions get tough around the green, and I think, I think he putts better on tough conditions courses right faster tracks and kind of like major type and if you look at his obviously his track record and majors that seems to be uh the case so i i think i think um i don't know that the open championship's the best for him but who knows but i mm-hmm. I, I think he's i would say next year next season he definitely wins a major so he's still the president of the matter of time club is there anybody else that we should be adding to that to that list because a lot of guys have been going we got scotty who's left fitzpatrick who's left yeah uh i mean i i think sam burns it's only a matter of time before sam burns wins a major um he's won some some you know tournaments on tour but uh i think i think he's the next guy myself yeah i'm looking through this list looking through the the way everybody finished i'm not seeing anybody that's jumping out at me um excellent uh, I wanted to talk about Scotty, Scotty Scheffler for a little bit. He just, I think he just proved to everybody he's the best golfer on the planet right now. I mean, he had, he had some ups and downs throughout the week, but he was always in contention. The way that he could battle back after a rough stretch, we, we both kind of figured he was going to play well in, in this tournament, but I mean, he was one, one stroke, you know, from time from tying the leader there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, on Saturday, he makes that Eagle and it's kind of like, you think it's just, you're almost ready to crown him champion. Um, and he's off to the races and then he kind of shits the bed, which we haven't seen him do. Um, and, and kudos to him for coming back after, I mean, he didn't finish the round on that terrible bogey and double bogey streak, but right. He comes right out of the gates on Sunday with a birdie on the first hole. And, you know, lets it be known that, that, that he's going to definitely be a factor, uh, down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, dude, I think he is a stronghold in, in the world number one spot right now. I don't see how you can argue anything else than that. Yep. Looking forward to see him play in the open. That'll be fun to see how his game stacks up uh, on a Lynx course. Uh, of yeah. Course, St. Andrews, that'll be really fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, overall, the tournament. Do you like where the score finished at six under? Did, would you like it to be more difficult? Do you like the guys to score a little bit more? No, I like that. I like it uh, right where it's at. I thought because uh, yeah, I, I like my U.S. Opens in the single digits. I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm to par. I'm not the craziest. I don't need it to be over par. Uh, I like to, yeah. but dude, I thought that course was super challenging and super fair it rewarded good shots and if you were in the rough you were penalized greatly um but overall i thought i mean it was there was there was every day on there there was a good score to be had with hideki going the lowest on sunday due to the rain like you talked about i think he yep. went f- five under sunday four under wow. on sunday which was the low round of the tournament mm-hmm. but i like that um i want it to be a grind but i also want to see i want to see some birdies drop right um, yeah, I liked I like how the birdies they you know they're at a premium you know they had uh, they meant something. If you got a birdie that was a big that was a big deal. Par was good on on most of every, most every hole, but if you got a birdie that that significantly moved you up the leaderboard, which I really enjoyed watching because when somebody would make one or somebody would get you know an eagle in there, everything would get shook up. The the everything would change. Yeah, dude, it was exciting. There was a lot of names in the, the tournament. Um, throughout the weekend it was I, I overall i was very pleased with it um 
I thought it was a good product. I thought it was good showing. Um, and, and I'm very happy for, for Maddie Fitz too. Awesome. Should we get under Nicholas and Norman's check in on those guys? Let's do it. Let's do you it. Want to go first. All right. Um, I had, uh, Maddie ice who won the damn thing. Um, again, I, I, I was on, he, he won the USAM here. So I had a hunch he was going to play well. Um, so I was juiced about that. I bet him for a top 10 and then I, I live bet him on Friday night when he was two or three shots back to win it plus 2000. So that was a nice, uh, couple beers deep little, little wager that I made. Um, then I had Roars and John Rom, uh, who were, you know, in it on Sunday at the start, but very quickly were were not in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on Sunday about like through five holes, but uh, tied for fifth and then tied for twelfth for Rom. That's pretty damn good for some Nicholases. If your lowest finisher is twelfth, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong about Rom. I had him as in a Norman. I had him. I had him. And he tied for 12th. I had uh, DJ as a Norman and he tied for 24th. And then we both had Kepka at 55 and for, at 55th. Um, for my Nicholas's, I had uh, Rory, Scheffler, and Xander. Xander being uh, tied for 14th and Scheffler obviously second. Rory second. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My Normans, uh, like we said, I had Brooks. Um, it was nice to get a little glimpse of Brooks on Friday, but he was nothing over the weekend. And then, yeah. uh, Bryson and Phil, Phil missed the cut. Bryson was tied for 56. I did like, I did enjoy seeing Phil out there, uh, mainly because you, they, they would, they would cut to him and he hit some like amazing little wedge spinner shot to the hole or whatever. But then you look at they display his score and he'd just be like plus eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he did not play very well, but the fans treated him well out there. So that was uh, one of our our questions going into this week was what was the response going to be for some of these live tour guys? And it, it really looks like the fans didn't care. I didn't see anybody heckling him, or at least there was none reported out there. I did hear some guy uh, chirping at uh, Phil asking him bets on. Oh yeah, tell him to take the Al Horford over and rebounds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which did hit because the uh, Celtics were throwing up bricks all all evening last <laughs> Thursday en route to losing a championship. So shout out to that guy. Uh, what a week. Um, that's all I got for Nicholas and Normans. I don't have anything for golf gambling because I'm a big loser. But uh, you hit a few, right? You, you live bet. Well, yeah. Hey, Bo Hostler was hanging in there uh, on Friday. I jumped in live on Friday night on Bo Hostler too, just to add a little excitement. Um, he was he he was very quickly out of there on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Saturday um, was rough. And then uh, what I lost, I had fits for a top 10 at 250. So that hit along with the winner, the, the bet I made on Friday. Um, and then I bet Sanjay who missed the cut and I bet Shane Lowry who also missed the cut. So those stunk. Um, <laughs> I, I had the guy that won for a top 10 and, and a live winner. Nice. Double dipped on some, on some fits. I love that. Yep. Well, the dreaded subject. I think we got to get on again. The live tour, <laughs> the live tour where we said last week that we were going to stop talking about it, but we can't because more players keep saying that they're going to be joining the tour. The newest one this week that was confirmed is Brooks. 
We talked about this uh, over the weekend. Brooks's interview where he's gaslighting the uh, the interviewer. That dude's gone. You, you could totally tell that he was leaving. He was trying. I, I don't know why you keep putting this black this black cloud over everything. I don't know why you do that. Gosh, it's like yep. Are you was, 15 uh, years old? What do you, what kind of answer is that? It was clear, clear as day that he was going to, to live. <laughs> I mean, he was, we, we had thought this before it, it was made for Brooks Kepka. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not that surprising. Um, I was surprised by Abraham answer going though. Um, that's a player who I really like and shout out to him. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, you know, growing up in Mexico playing golf, uh, and he probably never imagined making whatever the hell check they decided to cut him, but I'm sure they gave him at least 50 to a hundred mil. He's a, you know, top player in the world. So um, yeah. I'm sure it was quite lucrative for my dude, my fellow Mexican brethren. Yeah. He, and, and there's more to come there. Apparently there's, there's more players. Uh, everybody was speculating about Morikawa saying that it was going to be him as another, another uh, defector. And then, yesterday or was it i think it was this morning justin thomas withdrew from the travelers yeah everybody's but both players have since you know said hey we're staying don't don't go crazy like you know this is what we're saying jt i never i never thought that he was i never i never bought that he was he was out on in in leaving that thing if him or more a call ago what does that do to the tour though oh they're host they're host yeah JT's come out to, to, I mean, he hasn't been like avid, like as, as outspoken as Rory, but he's, he seems pretty solid with the, the PGA. And it seems, yeah. it's a little bit different than Brooks vouching and, <laughs> and yeah. potentially making, saying that he's, he's going to stay there versus uh, JT. I, yeah. I, I to me, like to me, Brooks was the most obvious one from the very beginning. He's, he's been saying it only, the mat, the majors is the only thing that matter. So. You know, he's, he's, he's the first one on that train makes perfect sense. He can go out there, hang out with his brother, both make a ton of money, hang out with his best bud, uh, yep. DJ. And then I was surprised that he joined just because Bryson's there, but you know, they're gonna, they're gonna hype that rivalry up over on that tour too, to get people to watch. So we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, some I found interesting today was that was Jay Monahan finally came out and like talked about all these guys leaving and it was essentially take two of the first time he went out there and, and, and spoke on TV <laughs> because he completely changed his tune. He wasn't using the morality card. And we said this last week. And, you know, when people ask me about this, this issue, that's what I've been saying. Like you don't need to do that. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's an aspect of it, but you don't need to use that to convince people that it's an inferior tour. He started talking about how the best players play on the PGA tour. The most competitive league is the PGA tour. I like how he cited Scotty Scheffler's like rise through the ranks uh, as what the tour, you know, can provide to players that no other I mean, league the, can. The, yeah. I also can completely understand the other tours operating independently, like the DP world tour. They're going to let those guys play whatever they want. They're not going to force anything. I could totally respect the majors or the major organizations, not using that as a focus to, deter players or to to ban players from those events they're letting the the ones that qualified for the tournament to play and that's how it should be until they no longer qualify i think i i think that phil kind of proved that he that his point on on jay monahan though 
because I, I, I agree completely. Uh, yeah. I mean, what Phil wanted essentially is, is happening now. <laughs> so now the PGA tour announced eight events with uh, the top 50 FedEx guys. They're changing the wraparound year. It's now it's going to be a true calendar year. Like it used to be uh, that starts in 2024. The purses have gone up with $200 million injected into the tours winnings. Uh, now there's like eight events that are over $20 million purses. Yeah. It's uh, I saw it's like the Genesis, the Memorial Arnold Palmer, um, yeah. all of the FedEx cup events, the playoff events. Um, yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I'm very curious where, how you just get that cash flow. Um, like where did that come from? And it came about really quick. Right. And to your point, to Phil's point, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of proving what Phil was saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. You got to have leverage with Jay to do anything. And Phil, Phil got everybody the, the PIP thing. And that's turning out to be pennies on the dollar compared to what these guys are going to be getting in the, uh, the live tour. So, I mean, props to Phil for look what he did for these guys. If you want to, I know. You wanna, they made the tour more lucrative. And that's what the whole, the whole point. Uh, they should have asked Jay Monahan today, are your golfers, are your players underpaid? And he said, well, they deserve to make more is what he said. And I think that's a good way, to, a good thing to say. I think that's, a, uh, I think it's kind of answering the question without answering the question. But I just, I just feel like, okay, here we go. We, we're finally starting to get the things that we've all wanted in the PGA Tour. We're getting, looks like they're going to have some team-based events. They're going to have things that are a little bit off format for a change in these, you know, these eight off-season uh, events. So I'm excited for that. I'm not going to watch the really watch the Live Tour if now the if if what the entire Live Tour has the PGA Tour has. This is a great yeah. move in my opinion by by the tour. I mean, I'm still, I'm going to watch the live tour in Portland next week. Um, I'm curious to see how it is and what it shapes up out here in the U S uh, where, where I'm still concerned with and where I think it's top 50 FedEx guys. So the live tour can still really go and poach at uh, all the young, young bucks coming up from the corn ferry and guys yeah. that can't, you know, cause top 50 FedEx makes that um, and international players, because if you're not playing on the PGA tour, then you're not, you're still not qualifying for those, uh, right. that event versus like a, you know, a, w, a WGC event where, you know, Carlos Ortiz is, you know, in the top 50 in the world and can actually get into that. So yeah, there's still, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Um, and I mean, I guess at the end of the day, right. All, you know, golf fans mm -hmm. win, we get some more cool golf golf events to, to watch. Yeah. Are we done with the live tour this week? Um, yes, that's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else. I, I am excited. I'm curious to watch them in Portland. Uh, the only thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is who else is going. It sounds like it's, this is more of a, a, a matriculation versus just a flat out announcement. And it seems like guys are joining the tour at the new tour as it suits their schedule and how they're playing the PGA tour. So we'll see who, who else leaves. Because the guys who leave aren't coming back, according to uh, what Monahan said today. 
they're not going to be welcome back just yet. They'd have to work something out. And yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It's going to be years. Yeah. And I mean, dude, now the live tour is going to probably raise up their purses even more too. So um, yeah, they're not trying to make a profit. So yeah, they don't care. So yeah, it's uh, unfair. It's it's, unfair. it's, It's interesting. It's a good time to be a really good golfer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we touch on? Let's move on. Let's let's get on to the LPGA. We got the KPMG PGA Championship at Congressional. One sec. One last PGA talk. Something that they thought he was leaving for the Live Tour. I think he's just retiring in good riddance. Nick Faldo gone after the, oh, the Wyndham yes. Championship. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, Nick. Thanks for all. Uh, the I never years, realized. But- I never realized how many people can't stand Nick. Um, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I, I think he's leaving to go to the live tour. You don't think he is? You think he's just retiring? I don't think so. I think he's just retiring, dude. He wants okay. to go be a pompous asshole in Montana or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent transition into the LPGA. <laughs> uh, this is another course, though. Another another course that is hosted, uh, you know, historical events on the PGA tour. Something oh, yeah. that, we both, that we both enjoy uh, the PGA championship, essentially for the ladies out there at congressional. Um, Speaking of raising purses, shout out uh, yeah. to the uh, ladies LPGA, the LPGA for uh, doubling the purse on this, this week. Uh, so these gals can get some scratch that they, uh, that they deserve. They did it on the U S open. Um, and let's hope that this continues even to the kind of, to the smaller tournaments. Yeah. Uh, not just majors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much on this. I do have one, one person other than the obvious Nelly going out there and having another good showing. It looked like she really came back with a vengeance. Didn't, didn't lose too much. She's obviously uh, top in the world. Uh, one of the top in the world, but I was looking at, at Brooke Henderson this week. Yeah, dude, she won two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Brookie, she's the, I mean, she's the Canadian GOAT golfer, quite frankly. 12 wins. She's only 25 years old. Um, she's, yeah. I like Brooke. Uh, just last week, though, the Meyer Classic, what a finish um, to touch on kind of going into this, right? Nels was returning. She, she, we had a three way playoff with Nels, Leona McGuire, and Cupcho. Cupcho eagled the playoff hole to, to win the tournament. But, um, her and Nels were going at it the entire, the entire day. It was great to watch. And then the little killer, Leona, um, got herself in there. But so that was, that was awesome to see leading up into this, uh, this is the third major for LPGA. So, uh, dude, I, yeah, I like Brookie. I see her. I'm looking right now. I see her. She's plus 1800 to win. I think she's definitely, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I was hoping I'd get some top 10 bets, uh, for this, but it looks like my site only is going to allow me to do, uh, I got top tens for the U S open for the ladies U S open, but it doesn't look like I'm getting top tens right now. Um, Mm. yeah, I mean, congressional, right. That's, that's, I, I, that was that was when Rory tore up the U.S. Open, right? Right. And they hosted right. U.S. Open, so I don't know. It's it, it it's I don't know how it's going to shape up. It's going to be major golf, so you need to you know you need to be a good good off the tee, accurate off the tee, and uh, good good around the greens. But yeah, I like I like Brooke. 
In fact, it might even even better. Um, they were just showing they were showing her her driving accuracy and her driving numbers on the broadcast today, and it was just something. It was just incredible how she's been consistently the in the top three, if not the top driver. Uh, and I just think her win a couple of weeks ago has confidence in, in the rest of her game. So yeah, she got her putting kind of back dialed in her striking's usually always, always there. Um, but she, she seemed to get her putting. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at, obviously I would love to see Nels come back and defend her championship. I, it's been a little quiet couple months, quiet season for, um, I believe she's still the world number one. I'm not sure for Jin Young Ko. Um, and so she's kind of, she's a little bit under the radar. Uh, I, I, I really like her. I really like Leona McGuire to win uh, at plus 3000. She was in the playoff last weekend um, and she finished top 10 in the U S open. And she's just a, she's, 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 she's kind of, she reminds me of like a, a fit, not a, not a Matt Fitzpatrick, but she's kind of like a Will Zalatoris young, um, a really good striker. And like, she seems to be ever present in the few majors that she's been in as a, mm-hmm. as a pro. Um, and so I kind of got her in the ladies uh, matter of time club. And then uh, I'm going to think, I, I got to think Patty T's pissed off about her poor U S open performance. I'd like to think she rebounds and, and has a good week here this week. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to tune in tomorrow to watch that. Um, also, Yalimi, Yalimi No is yeah. the, the the biggest long shot in the field. She was a top 10 here last year. That's how she's qualified. You know, we're, I'm go, I called her as a breakthrough player this season. You did. I'm, I'm fucking betting that plus 20,000 uh, on her for sure. <laughs> way better odds than, than, than Bo Hostler had this week. Um, awesome. Awesome. Anything else in the LPGA? No, I can't wait to watch tomorrow. Um, yeah. I hope the coverage. I hope the coverage is not dicey. I hope I'm not flipping back from Peacock to USA to fucking NBC and uh, etc. That uh, I was doing this last week watching the U.S. Open. It's so frustrating how they do that. Um, but it is a, it, it is a full out, day. Oh, oh, sorry. It is. It is. <laughs> Shout out to Rolex for just buying the hour and saying, screw playing through, screw all this. We just bought the hour. Just let everyone know, hey, this hour uninterrupted, literally uninterrupted, brought to you by Rolex. That's how wealthy we are. We could buy the whole thing. That's how wealthy they are. If I could buy a Rolex, I'd go buy one right now. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Dude, I'm actually excited to do some game talk this week. We've now that you're playing again, I've been playing uh, a lot more. We kind of had a, a little bit of a lull there, at least for myself, too. After band and kind of reeled, reeled it in a little bit, took some time off. Um, got some practice time in today. Uh, I know that you got to play Yoka Dehe recently. And then today you got some uh, you got a round in at Bayonet or was it Black Horse? was bayonet no i played bayonet bayonet yes and then those I, two courses are awesome, Seascape on sunday too i think both both of those two courses are comparable to like a harding park in terms of like i, I just feel like the the tees and the greens remind me of, of harding uh you know 
a little bit more trees, I think. Or actually, no, no. I think it's pretty. I think Harding's yeah, got more ba- trees. Bayonet is very Harding esque. Now that you it reminds that. me of it. Uh, but I love both those courses. How did you play, dude? Uh, I played. I think this was the best putting round I've ever had playing golf. I don't think I three putted, and I had a lot of a lot of really easy two putts, and I made a lot of. I was not, I was struggling a little bit striking the ball. Um, and I made a lot of really, it sounds silly, but I made a lot of really good bogey and double bogey putts through the beginning to keep my round somewhat intact. Um, and it was crazy was I went on the practice green and the practice green was so slow. And I was like, God, I hope these greens aren't like this. And then we got out there and just from watching our balls hit um, on the first green, totally different. So they were hard, fast, um, tough to hold at times, uh, just because it's been so warm the past couple of days out here in the, uh, Bay area and central coast, but hard and fast. And that's the way I like my greens actually, um, maybe, you know, a little bit more receptive, but fast greens I put very well on. So I was, I was rolling the rock and then I got, uh, I found a little bit of something with my alignment off the tee that I think has been kind of hindering me. And, um, ran for it there. Had a, had a nice little four hole stretch of birdie and three straight pars, I think. And then, um, got rid of all the doubles on the back nine. So, uh, especially nice coming off of posted a blew up after having a good front nine on Sunday, posted a nice back nine 50 spot. Um, so it was, (laughs) yes, it was, it was very refreshing and very, uh, Felt very good to come back and post a nice back nine score today, um, and and on on a, on a pretty challenging course too. So, yeah, those courses uh, are, are challenging for sure. But yeah, dude, I was pleased. Uh, I I think I I kind of had a hunch my my issues off the tee weren't so much the my actual swing is just my alignment and kind of trusting trusting the new position that I like the new ball flight that I've got kind of going and, 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 and just aiming different, right. I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm much more, I'm pulling the ball and kind of hitting this little mini draw a lot more. And I typically never have done that as a left-hander. I've always faded the ball. And so it's very hard for me to aim to the left side of the fairway and pick a tree out on the left side of the fairway and trust that I'm going to pull that thing into the middle. But I think I kind of got it figured out here today and I was hitting some good tee shots. I uh, got a little squirrely on the end, but from like hole eight till 17, the tee, I was really smooth off the tee and um, I'm a decent iron player, pretty good short game player. So it was, it was, I, I do what's great. What really helps is when you're putting the ball well and you, you start jarring some putts, you have some one putts and you all of a sudden like, dude, I felt like I couldn't miss from in like the six to 10 foot range today, anywhere inside there. I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking rain this thing. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, once, the, once the putter is working for you and you're in, then you just like, okay, well I just have to get it on the green and I can get a two putt here. And instead of having to, you know, really try to get it close because you're afraid that you might three putt if you're too far yeah, away. Yeah, it takes pressure off your short. It takes pressure off your, your chips too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, so it's, it's, it's super helpful. That's, I've been, I've, uh, this is my third round 
full round with the uh, reverse grip, the reverse putting grip. And I, I felt the best I have today with it. Um, but my control of speed is so much better. Sometimes my, uh, sometimes I still suck at reading greens, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. but, but the speed I'm, I'm, I'm super pleased with my speed. I don't think I'll ever be a good green reader, but I'll try. I'll keep trying. Um, and I think that's so important, but, but like you said, having the speed down is from what I understand the most important, because if you have this, if you have the speed down, if you're a little bit left or you're a little bit right of what you're aiming, you know, on most screens, you, you know, it should got, be a pretty, you, know, you got to tap in pretty basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, something very close to that. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, the shoulder had me a little worried because I've been hitting the range and playing a few rounds, but it actually held up pretty solid. So I think I'm going to maybe chill for a little bit, not hit the range so much here. Um, and then pick it up sometime next week. We should, we should try to get like a, a game going. Um, I mean, right now is the time for twilight, you know? Yeah. We should, de- we should try to get a game going out and like, um, next week or even like that 4th of July week, some somewhere around there, maybe a little weekday round or some shit. Yeah. We definitely have to play a time or two before we go to, to Winty and play in that WNT. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you got a tournament this weekend, huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, it was great seeing you at Seascape in Santa Cruz on, on Sunday. We only played nine. Uh, I, I should played... have stopped at nine out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was a little upset. I wasn't upset. I was just a little bummed to not play the back nine because the back nine, you could really score out there. There's, you got the, you got the short. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're playing, if you're playing your normal game, you can. I mean, you got the two par fives out there where they essentially funnel the ball to the fairway yes. with, the, with the hills on each side. You have that super short par three uh, on that one side of the road over there. And yep. I think those three, those three right there, if you have a good front nine, they'll help yeah. you. No, no, help. those typically set me up for success. Funny mm-hmm. story. I'll tell you about that little par three. I, uh, I had a fried egg on the hole before out of a bunker, or maybe it was on 10. And I put one in one of the greenside bunkers on that little fry on that little par three complete just fried egg and beneath my feet to where I was like standing. So on the edge, so my feet were outside the bunker. I'm trying to hit this fried egg. I, I, I sent that bitch all the way across the street and then, and then, and then I hit a spectacular shot across the street, a chip, <laughs> a 60 degree on, and I tapped in, uh, or I drained like, I think like a six footer for, um, a four somehow from across the street, but dude, Oh my God. Yeah, that was... <laughs> dude. Okay. So you were having a, a bad back nine, but you weren't having as bad of a back nine as this guy I was playing behind on the front nine. So I told you about him a little bit, <laughs> but so our, so our listeners know, uh, play, played, I'm on hole one. I'm walking up to, to, for my putt, um, on on the first screen and across the little road, there is the T for hole number two, which is a par five. I'm just walking up and I hear a guy hit and just instinctively I look over and I see the, you know, that one motion where you see the the follow through and then you see the reload and you're like, Oh, he's going to throw the club. And he reaches up and slams the club down. And he lifts it back up. You just see it hit the carbon, the, like the graphite holding the head, like dangling is all broken. 
And so I was like, okay. I was like, damn, maybe that guy's just having a bad day. But I was sitting there thinking, I was like, that's hole two. That's number two. You showed up in cargo shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt. You can't what you, expect to, you, what, what do you, what do you think? How do you think your round's going to go? For real. And this guy was a big dude. So it's no surprise that he broke that. So then later on, later on in the round, I think it was probably four holes later. I see again, across the road. I forget what green there's that, 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 that par three is, it's, Oh, it's on seven. He was it's on six seven. and seven. Yeah. Six, yeah. six to seven crosses the road. I'm on, I'm on the, the six green. He's on seven. And I look up again and he swings, reloads and throws his club. And so after that, we're watching him. He must've thrown six more clubs before we even finished nine holes. I, I couldn't imagine what it would have been like playing with that guy. Uh, he's, he's looking, uh, he, he was looking back at us. Like if, 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 if we had a drive or anything that was even remotely close out there, he's looking over at us. Like, it's like, you know, you better not. Like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> is what he's is what he's looking like. I was like, hey guys, let's just hold up. You know, we're we're only playing nine holes. There's there's no reason to get anyone upset out here. So that guy's looking for an excuse to get mad at somebody. Um, but anyway, don't be that type of person. Yeah, you know, you can you might you can like pound pound the, the club on the ground a little bit. You can let some some aggression out, like you know, through language or whatever. But when you start getting when other groups start to notice and it's clear that your own group isn't having yeah. fun anymore, uh, you know, yeah, you got you got to reevaluate some stuff. So no, a hundred percent. I've I've uh you know, I've tossed a club, I broke a wedge in November, throwing it into the ground, uh, some harder ground than I anticipated. But yeah, we've all been there. Um, yeah, however, definitely. Th- that didn't affect the other group or anything like that. And so, um, it, it happens definitely not on the second hole. Typically I'm doing that somewhere, you know, around like 15 or something where the frustration finally boils, boils over. over. Uh, and so on hole two is very concerning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So overall the round was, the round was great. I started off with a birdie, uh, a lot of pars. I avoided any double bogeys. I was putting really well and I changed something with my putting grip to where it's, it's my normal, my normal grip, except I grip everything light, except my thumb, my right thumb and my uh, right pointer finger. And it, it's like, I'm holding it like a trigger. And so that has really allowed me to keep the club face nice and nice and square. And it's really helped me with, with distance because now I know the club face is square. I, it's going to come off the same way every single time. So that's really, mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, I was making, I was making putts. My lag putting was on point. Uh, the other birdie I had was on that. Uh, what was it? Five, that dog leg to the right. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. That dog leg to the right, hit a tremendous drive, hit a wedge. I had to go up and over a little knoll to the, to the flag stick. And I hit it right in the heart barely missed a, a birdie on on six and then went par par bogey to finish to finish out the round with a 37 so i played pretty darn good out there hell yeah uh, i am playing again this weekend i got a nice little monterey trip back to monterey um uh, with mikey we're gonna be playing the hay on saturday we might get in around at at pacific grove but after hearing what you said maybe not maybe we'll look at bayonet or something like that but yeah. uh, we got a, an NCGA um, weekend net tournament um, at Poppy Hills. 
And I'm really looking forward to that because Poppy Hills, the last time I played there, I played really well. It's probably the best, the best round of, of golf I've played at a really difficult golf course, which Poppy Hills can be. Um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, to, you know, taking that, taking the game out there. I had a really good range session today. I had to leave some balls out there um, at the range because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I was like, okay, I hit every club, you know, that I wanted to hit today, hit it pretty well. Didn't have any shanks, no duffs. I can go out there and we're playing in a, a best ball tournament. So I think we have a good chance at, at least getting a few birdies, not being last place and Hell just yeah. having a really good time. Very nice. The last thing I wanted to bring up, I got a 60 degree wedge about a year and a half ago. And I, I, you know, I, I've been playing with the 56 for a really long time. I gave up the, the 60 degree around the greens, unless I'm in rough or anything like that. I went back to the 56 and I started using just like a little putting stroke off the fringe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm sticking with that. 56. Oh, I never. Yeah. I don't use my, I use my 60 out of the sand or if I'm like inside 60 to like, you know, green side apron. But if I'm like on the apron or, you know what I mean? Where I'm, I, I'm always use, I use my 54 or my, gotcha. or I'll go to my 48 um, and keep yeah. it super low. But yeah, I don't like, you don't get any rollout. Right. And, and you're all, I, I always am scared. I'm going to go right on or not, you know, not scared, but I hate when you go just sometimes you'll just swoop right under it and just pop the ball up too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big 60 degree around the green guy either. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I, I really can't wait to to meet up with Mikey on Saturday, get in some work before our, our big round on on Sunday. Um, he's been making some game improvements. He's got a lesson that he got earlier this week. He's he's got a nine hole match play event that he just won today. Congratulations, Mikey! And he's going to be let's go. So he he's gearing up. He's really going to get out there and and try to be as ready as he can for a really challenging golf course. Are you playing this weekend? You got any plans to play? I do not have any plans to play over the weekend. No. You um, just say you're going to give the shoulder the, a break the, as well and give the shoulder a little breather. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just uh, yeah. You got a shoulder. So I'm going to try to get out there maybe sometime. You got a shoulder. I got, you know, I got the, yeah, I got the team. I'm going to go see my team, uh, you know, physios, um, and the massage team, Cupping. in the cold tub uh i'm gonna get in the tub i'm gonna i'm gonna uh do some cryo uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh awesome uh should we just wrap it up with our up and down here oh sir i mean we're uh we're getting ready to drop bombs right now we're looking at first round leaders and some bets to throw out here oh oh so, that's right but yeah, I'm not betting anything PGA for the weekend, but I'm I'm piecing up some first round leaders here. I'm uh, looking at the odds. I'm looking in my range, which I don't like to do. I don't really like to pick favorites on the first round leader. Um, I like to go into that kind of bomb, that bomb range. So I am thinking, oh, Avalanche just won. Fuck. Um. <laughs> I am thinking I like Matt Wolf at plus 11,000. I believe he's won or been close in the Travelers Championship before. Come out, wow. give me a good round, Matty. I like Kramer Hickok plus 10,000. Uh, give me, ooh, 
Um, I like those three. Oh, that's who I saw. A guy you 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 used to bet this guy a good amount with uh, Russell Knox. Yeah, plus eleven thousand. Let's go, and let's find one more guy on here as we're looking at this. Let's go, Luke List. So we got f- one, two, three, four, five. All right, so we got five. We got Smotherman plus five thousand. Hickok or not plus five thousand plus ten thousand. Hickok plus ten thousand. Matt Wolf plus eleven thousand. Russell Knox plus 11,000 Luke list plus 9,000 drop some bombs. Boom. Wow. I'm surprised you're, um, that you're picking Wolf, man. He hasn't played that well of late. Uh, he, he was up there in one tournament. I saw him leading like early on and then he totally shit the bed. So um, there's just one round, baby. All I need is one good round out of you, Maddie. And then you can shit the bed on Saturday. And then uh, for the KMPG, I'm going to bet uh, I'm going to go Jin Young Ko plus 1100. I'm going to go Leona McGuire plus 3000. And then I'm going to go uh, Yalimi plus 20,000. Uh, longest shot in the field. And I'm going to go, how about this? I'm going to go a quarter but not the Corda you think. I'm going to go Jess Corda gets her first major at the site of Nelly Corda's first major. Oh. Or wow. the championship Nelly Corda's wow. first major. Wow. There we go. I, I might I might, uh, I might, have to piggyback on that one just because I like the bet. I'm not going to make any bets this week. I was over last week. I kind of hit a lull here. The Bo Hostler had me on cloud nine. Going into Saturday, I had the whole family. The whole family was on board. Where's Bo? Where's Bo? They were they were pulling for me. <laughs> and then uh, and then and then and then Saturday came, and um, we all saw what happened. Awesome, dude! I'll be pulling for your guys. I might make a couple of those bets myself, just because I. I mean, you've been killing it with these with these bets of late, so I might have to jump on these. Anything else? Any other bets? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Uh, That's all the uh, golf betting. All right, up and down. Let's do it. Okay, we gotta make sure we'll finish on our ups. Okay, I know All it's right. called up and down, but we'll we'll start with some downs. I'll I'll start. Uh, the down again, uh, Brooks gaslighting. That's just a bad look, in my opinion. That was just something that kind of, you know, he's he's the kind of guy that that is kind of uh, he's chirpy. He'll get back. He'll he'll talk a little smack. He'll, he's annoyed to be up there. I get it. He's got Jenna to get back home to, but. Uh, at the same time, to look someone, another human being in the face and essentially try to make them feel bad for asking, a, obviously, a, an on-point question. And, yeah. and, I, and, and shout out to the, to the lady who was asking him about it and didn't let him off the hook. I really appreciated that. When he's like, oh, well, up to this point, there's been nowhere else to play. And she goes, the live tour. And he goes like, well, but there's no, there, you know, there's not another tournament that is, is really out there, or another, another tour that's really out there. She goes, the live tour. And then he got all mad because she wouldn't let him off the hook. He thought he was going to be able to give the typical Phil Mickelson answer of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but just better, dance around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That better be good enough. But he's not as well versed as, 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 as slick Phil. So I didn't really appreciate that. Um, still love the guy. I, I, I'm bummed to see him on another tour where he's, you know, but we'll still be seeing him in the majors for the 
foreseeable future. And then uh, just the other, another down is just uh, my pup, Bruce, shout out Bruce. He's also a, a producer on our, on our squad. Um, yep. He, he was sick the last, buddy. the last couple of days here. So other than that, I got a, a bunch of ups, but let's just hear your downs first. Um, all right. Uh, mine would probably be, uh, I got a, just myself for posting a 50 that stunk, uh, some bad luck, but also just let my, my mental game collapse a little bit. Um, so that's, that's a down, uh, and then down on the U.S. Open coverage, we don't need to flip channels a bunch. And and Four I'd almost rather stations. watch. I'd almost rather watch a commercial, like, than with the playing through and the the trying to squint my eyes and try to see what's going on 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 this little side screen. I'd rather you just show me the commercial for thirty seconds and then cut over and show me the replay almost. Um, but. Yeah, get that shit figured out. It seems like the USGA guy was on top of it um, and trying to at least be proactive in that. So kudos to him. Yeah. Um, and then what do you got for your ups? Uh, ups, Matty Fitz, one of my guys. Shout out to you. Um, Winning the U.S. Open. Uh, also a dude that's worked on improving his speed, which seems to be where the game's going. Went into the gym, t- took some time in the gym, got himself stronger, swinging the ball or swinging the club harder and faster and hitting the ball further. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to one of my guys personally that I trained George York. Uh, he just won a tournament, uh, a little, uh, NCGA juniors tournament or some hey, sort let's of go, circuit tournament, uh, this last week. So great, great work there. Young fella. Um, let's get you back in the gym, get you swinging faster and hitting the ball further. And then, uh, Myself, some great putting here over the the even even on Sunday um, amid some poor ball striking. The great putting, feel really confident with the flat stick, and I had it working today. Um, probably, like I said, probably my one of my best putting rounds, if not my best putting round ever. So uh, awesome. that's an up. I will uh, I will save the Warriors for you. I just got hit with actually no an up. Um, to the Warriors and to uh, my mentor and a, a huge uh, influence in my life, my my old boss, uh, someone that I worked with for a long time. He's one of the big security guys for the Warriors because he's like a uh, Krav Maga master. Um, but a dude that's taught me a lot, and that's Big John Murray. Um, it's great to see you with the NBA trophy holding that thing. It's great to see you at the parade um, celebrating with the guys. So awesome season um kudos shout out to the warriors this is incredibly special um and then just on a personal level shout out to jamer for being part of that team and uh you know i, I don't talk to him that much if he's listening still love you buddy thank you thank you for everything yeah got a pile on with the dubs uh returning to glory i know i mean i said i say this every week about them but uh you know this is a golf podcast but you got to recognize greatness, whatever, whatever form it takes. And this is a, a special run that the Warriors have accomplished. You can't knock anything that they've done. They've signed one major free agent in the last eight years. And they won, you know, they went to the three straight finals with KD. They uh, won two of them, but they've won before they've won after and it's been with this core of guys that they that they put together when, uh, you know, the the ownership of the team changed, and 
it's just greatness at a level that we haven't seen since I would say either the Spurs or the uh, the dynasty of the of the of the Bulls in the '90s, just with their level of of all around team play. These guys are selfless, and they've really created a culture there that's based on winning. And I have nothing but respect for organizations and players that can do that. So shout out to the Warriors for that. And then. Yes, sir. Personally, put my myself uh, putting and overall just being able to be a little bit more consistent. I got to avoid double bogeys and whatnot, but that's such as life for every, any, any golfer. But I've never considered myself a good putter. And to be able to have some confidence in that part of my game at this point, I'm just going to cherish it because, <laughs> you know, when it comes to putting, it comes and goes, I feel. And I'm just really looking forward to to seeing if that um, part of my game uh, shines this weekend when it matters in an actual tournament. So, um, and then my last up is obviously getting to spend uh, the weekend with one of our, our best buds, Mikey Sandrini, Fresno's sure. finest and getting into play some golf with him and be a teammate of his for once instead of playing against him. So really looking forward to that. Awesome. All right, my man, we'll be back next week we'll probably cover the kpmg we can maybe cover a little bit of uh of whatever happens on the pga tour this week but be a good time to do, do some course reviews i know we got a few that have been piling up and i've uh, been really looking forward to discuss these courses that i've been haven't been able to play with you and tell you all about them sweet let's go maddie wolf <laughs> let's go i'll see you next week That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week for a KPMG recap and a special course review episode rating Olympic Club, Tahoe City, and Yokodehe. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.